Shamar Bridges is making the Baltimore Ravens 53-man roster. And why? Just tell me why the HBCU pigskin game would compete with the Celebration Bowl. Oh, yeah. It's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU. Your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one. Daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU Athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I, of course, am Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day every day. And remember, the journey does not stop just because the mic is cut off, so follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives, and I have a proclamation. It could be bold. It could not be, depending on who you are, who you're talking to. But that proclamation is that Shamar Bridges will be on that Baltimore Ravens 53-man roster. And yes, I'm saying this before he plays in a preseason game. After tonight's preseason game, this will not be a bold claim. You might not feel like it's bold yet, right? To me, I look at it as kind of bold it's on the fence because it's not out of pocket bold but it's a pretty big statement to make about a player who went undrafted right so he of course he was looking to see his name on the bottom line and get that phone call to hear his name called but it didn't happen and life goes on that's it's okay right but shamar bridges is a guy i'm rooting for him because i've looked in the hearts of men i've looked at i've talked to people about their their intention with football, the things they, their passions outside of football. And I noticed that this guy to me is quite pure of heart. He, he understands that football can be a platform to help him help others. And it's hard not to root for guys like that. It almost feels as if that's his driving force when he's playing the game, just the ability that this gives him to influence change. I Listen, I'm not going to go deep into it. We've had him on the show. You should go listen to that. Uh, just type in locked in locked on HBCU Shamar Bridges and he'll pop up. He've had, he's been on the show. We've talked about him as a feature Friday. He's been on here. So we've documented that, but I'm rooting for the guy for that reason. So the reason I'm on the fence of if, if it's bold or not, is because he's undrafted, hasn't played a preseason game. So it feels bold, but at the same time, he has been balling in practice. See, <laughs> I know I had the same conviction with my guy batted Joe, and look, I stand by that, okay? I really felt that. But there was just buzz here. It was hearsay. That team likes them. That team likes them. Uh, people have been bringing them in for it. It's no more hearsay and rumors here. I've actually, I, we actually know that Shamar Bridges is on the Ravens. And if you remember on yesterday's episode, I was talking to you about how, yeah, you might not want to sit there and wait and, and hope that they talk about the player that you want to hear about. Well, if I'm talking about the Baltimore Ravens, they talk about Shamar Bridges quite a bit. And it's for two reasons. And those two reasons are the same reasons that I believe he is going to make this roster. A, he's been hooping. He has been absolutely balling in practice. And we've talked about his, his ability to blend his size with speed, 
deceptive speed even right so he's a big guy but he's twitchy and it's kind of like how do you want it right how do you feel how do you feel when you get on the line and you know that this guy can either box you out with his size he can get twitchy he can move around you it's just it it, it makes a interesting conundrum for the for the cornerback because he doesn't think you're just going to come off any kind of way or excuse me he doesn't think you're going to come off one kind of way you could come off any kind of way and we're talking about an undrafted free agent who even when they're not talking about how good he's playing at practice, when they have mailbag questions and they're asking what's going on with the undrafted free agents, what's going on with the receivers, Shamar Bridges is the guy that comes up in the answer even when he's not in the question. And that's because he's fighting for that fifth wide receiver spot. Mind you, I said the fifth wide receiver spot, and I'm not emphasizing this because of my love for the number five. I'm emphasizing this because five why receivers are typically held on the roster. If he was fighting for that sixth roster spot, he might have to really show out. He might have to even show that he can participate in special teams. He, he likely still will have to do that at the five. However, it's not a situation where you have to add even more value to show us that we need to keep six. No, we're keeping five regardless. And when, when from what I hear, I'm not at Ravens practice. But from what I hear, two of Baltimore's most wanted is Slay Bolden and Shamar Bridges. Those are the two players who it seems are really fighting for that case. Depending on who you ask, some will say that nobody is separated. But I have heard that Shamar Bridges has separated from others. I'm continuously hearing about him standing out at practice. And here's one thing that he has on Slade Bolden. He's a bigger guy. And I don't just mean this in the way we were talking about how it affects his game. I mean that the wide receiving core for Baltimore just does not have a lot of size. And there's people who feel like Shamar Bridges is slightly ahead of Bolden because he can add something that isn't right now in that wide receiving core. So with that being the case, you're balling. The opportunity is yours. Now it's all about going into the preseason and letting the Baltimore Ravens see that you can do exactly what you did in camp to some other players who aren't on your team because you can do what you do in practice, but if you can't put it together in a preseason game, it, it's going to likely lead to a practice squad spot. I'm not going to say you're going to get cut, but I think it's a practice squad spot for him. So if he does this, now Baltimore can say, I got my mind made up and I know exactly who I'm going to go with. And hopefully that is Shamar Bridges. I'm coming out with a bold proclamation before a preseason game with a couple of good, good, excuse me, with a couple of good preseason performances. Now that bold, that bold proclamation won't seem so bold. It will turn into an actual reality. So fingers crossed we're rooting for the guy. Like I told you, good guy, good heart. I know what he's doing it for. So we're definitely hoping that he succeeds. And listen, I got a friend who's a Baltimore Ravens fan. He swear up and down to me that that Ravens receiving core is something. I think that there's some room for him to move up four or five, right? I mean, excuse me, four or three. He's not going to, he probably won't get one or two, but. Four or three, I think that there might be some room for some, some mobility in that receiving core. So we'll see what it can be, but he needs to focus on balling out in the preseason first and here. And here's the thing is that if he does that, he'll be on a 53-man roster. So tonight when he's playing his first preseason game, I'm going to need you to make sure that you have all eyes on Bridges. And let's see if you caught all that pock word play that I had in this past eight minutes, right? But going forward, we're going to be talking about the – Confusing decision to schedule an HBCU All-Star game 
on the same day and nearly the same time as the HBCU National Championship. In other words, the Celebration Bowl. But before we get into that, let me tell you about Built Bar because Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market, bar none. And in my opinion, I consider them the Swiss Army knife of protein bars. And that's because they are so multifaceted. If you want to go to the gym, get yourself a workout in, then of course you're going to get these full of 17 grams of protein. If you just want yourself a snack, then you're probably going to want something tasty. Well, Built Bar has an unmatched variety of flavors, whether you want to get the cookie crisp, whether you want to get cookie dough, whether you want to get s'mores, whether you want to get blueberry muffin, they have a lot of different flavors and a lot of different textures with the crisp, the puff, and then also just the, the original, the regular. They have everything you could possibly need at Built Bar, right? So go ahead and get you some. I haven't met somebody who does not have a flavor that they like. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your offer and tell me I'm lying. We keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, and I appreciate you making us your first listen of the day every day. And if you would, allow me to give you the word of the day. Today's word of the day is trivial meaning of something, or excuse me, of little worth or importance. And I start off the segment with a question. Why would you schedule the HBCU pigskin all-star game at the same day and the same time that's the celebration bowl. To me, that just doesn't make sense. To me, that's a confusing decision. It splits up the audience. It creates a divide. It creates the choice. Because as a, as a viewer, as a consumer, if you have it at a different time, I don't have to choose. Not between the two. I might still choose whether or not I want to watch you, but I don't have to choose between you and them. Now, as a consumer... You have the HBCU pigskin game on December 17th at 12 Central. Then you have the essentially the HBCU National Championship, right? The Celebration Bowl on December 17th at 11 Central. That hour difference is trivial. See, you might get the first hour of the Celebration Bowl by itself. So if it's like a Venn diagram where you have the circle and then you're going to have the all-star game, they might have the last hour to themselves as a circle. But the majority of it is going to overlap. Let, I don't know if you can. Is this a good Venn diagram, guys? Rate my. This is terrible. Don't rate that down below. That was. Listen, if you're an audio listener, I'm. Thank you. You're, you're lucky because that Venn diagram was terrible to watch. And I'm looking at myself on the screen trying to make two circles that go together. I'm just going to stop. It's terrible, okay? Just be thankful that you're an audio listener for right now. The moral of the story is the, the main parts of those games are going to overlap, and people are going to have to make a choice that they should not have to make. Really, it's just it's poor planning. See, I remember Mo, friend of the show, Mo Carter, he sent me this and brought this to my attention, and when he first sent it, I'm like, oh, dope, this is great. Now we're building around the Celebration Bowl. I actually do love when there's multiple events in the same area on the same at the same time because it just feels like it makes it a, a larger event. It makes it more of a grandiose event. So with that being the case, I was like, oh, this is great. And then I read his message and I seen that the tone of that wasn't exactly positive. So I'm like, what's wrong with him? 
So I read the article. And I said, oh, that's what's wrong with him. This is not an event in Atlanta to go along with the Celebration Bowl. This is an all-star game in Alabama an hour later. This is competition. This is not building things up. If this was another event in Atlanta, I'd be like, oh, cool. You know, we can have the pre or excuse me, have the celebration bowl. Then we can have an all-star game after. There's some problems that come with that that I will address in a second, but I still thought that's what it was. And that's a much better alternative to what we actually have. And that is two HBCU events that are going to force people to choose which one do you want to watch. Why are you splitting up the audience with two events that should really have all of our eyes? Let's pretend that only HBCU people are watching this, right? Let's let's pretend that. And I don't think that's the case. I hope it's not the case. But let's pretend that's the case. It's 10 of us. All of y'all are listening, right? It's 10 of us. We're watching. I might want to watch the Celebration Bowl, but maybe I'm a Texas Southern guy, which I am. And I'm saying, oh, man, uh, D. Anderson is in his all-star game. I want to be able to check out what D. Anderson's doing. Well, now I got to make a choice. Do I watch the most important game in the HBCU season or do I go check out what this kid from my alma mater is doing? I shouldn't have to make that choice. The celebrations between the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl are not at the same time. The Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl, they aren't at the same time. They're on the same day. But they, Sometimes on the same day, but they're at different times because these big time events that are going to need to have all of our eyes, we understand they should have all of our eyes. They don't want to conflict with each other. I don't understand. The celebration bowl was already there. Why would you choose to put it? You could have choose to move it later in the day. You could have started at like five o'clock. If you were going to have it on the same day, just have it at 5 PM. The game would have been over. Those who were at the game probably could have got to the crib, watched it still. But now you don't have that choice. And I just think that was extremely poor planning. I hope you weren't trying to compete because if we're going to be frank, the Celebration Bowl is a, is a significantly bigger event. Maybe if the Celebration Bowl would have done this, I still would have said it was a bad idea. However, they deboing that. They deboing that. I'm the Super Bowl. Let's just treat it as a Super Bowl versus the Pro Bowl. If the Pro Bowl is on and the Super Bowl says, nah, we want that time. We want that day. What you think going to get the looks? The Super Bowl. And that's essentially what this is. It's an all-star game, like a Pro Bowl or a Senior Bowl, if you want to put it like that. That's really what it is. But if we're, if we're sticking in a professional field, it's the Pro Bowl and the Super Bowl. This was terrible planning. I don't know why they would do that. And then the, the terrible part about even having it, on the, having it on the same day is you're taking out two teams automatically. Jackson State and South Carolina State players would not have been able to play. Let's say, let's say it's FAMU this year. There's no chance to have Isaiah Land, no chance to have B.J. Bowler. You have South Carolina State. There's no chance to have Jablonski Green. You're narrowing people. You're immediately removing two teams, no matter who they are. I don't care if it's Central. I don't care if it's a, if a dark horse like Grambling State get in there. You're missing people. I don't care if a dark, dark horse like Morgan State. You're going to miss people because you scheduled this at a time that you knew that two HBCU players were playing. Let's say that Bowie State would have made it to the national championship last year. They would have been playing here. These, these all-star games have no business being played until after January. Let's let the Celebration Bowl uh, participants, let's let the D2 playoff participants, let's let the, the D1 playoff participants, if there are some, have their time to recover to get ready for this game. Extremely poor planning, but I will not act like this all bad. 
there is still some good in here. And that was a dark cloud that did need to be addressed. However, I do want to make sure that we focus on the positive nature of this event as well. So let's do that as we continue with Locked on HBCU. wrap up today's episode of locked on hbcu and there was way too much good within the hbcu pigskin all-star game to only talk about the negative of the scheduling we've done that okay now let's move into the the positive nature of this and this is great now you have the base level the very clear that hey this is an all-star game in the this is likely going to be draft time i don't think that it's just going to be a game as far as where you have underclassmen, sophomores who aren't going to be going out. This is the first time, this is not, excuse me, the first time that they've had the HBCU pigskin. This is a draft event. This is where HBCU players get to play and showcase their talent amongst other HBCU players, and they get to boost their draft stock. Last year, there were 16 teams, and there was 84 players who were all in attendance at this event. So I'm probably looking at a growth. Maybe, I don't know if they hit 100. They might try to keep the same amount of players, the same range of players. But I'm thinking maybe 20 teams are there, right? So you had scouts from these teams, and you're calling back, and you're getting people who are getting their name on the radar. Oh, we didn't really catch this guy. Maybe we were watching too much of so-and-so on the team, and we missed this guy, right? Maybe there's a player on, on Delaware State where it's like, man, we were watching too much of Zayas Guthrie. Who is this guy? Man, now we get a chance to actually check him out. That's what these events are for. And sometimes that's what it is. It's a chance to, I want to say make up, but kind of make up for some lost scouting. And it's all in one centralized location. So that's great, right? But here's the thing that I think is the largest impact. That's the partnership with NBC Sports. Now, it's big for a couple of reasons. Number one, word of mouth. And this isn't about getting anybody drafted. The game itself is the intent to get somebody drafted. But nationally, I don't know if it's on NBC or NBC Sports, but you're going to have a wider range of people who get to see this game. I didn't get to see the HBCU pigskin uh, game last year. No, I didn't. But now with it being on NBC Sports, I get to ch- I get to catch some of it, right? I get to watch it. And other people get to watch it. And other people get to talk about it. And now the word of mouth of HBCU football is going. That word of mouth is always going to be a powerful recruiting tool no matter what i don't care who it is word of mouth is going to be a powerful recruiting tool because either a you can speak glowingly and positively about it recruiting up or you can speak negatively about it recruiting down but word of mouth is always going to have an impact so let's not act like it doesn't and even if it doesn't have to show itself in recruiting i think we all just would like hbcu football to be talked about in a positive nature So it has that more people to talk about it as well. It does that. But here's the thing. This is the third event on the NBC docket. I would love to see NBC get involved in some weekly games when it comes to HBCUs. I know that they'll have the Notre Dame uh, Tennessee State game, but I want to get into those matchups. Maybe it's Hampton versus Howard. Let's just get into it. Right. It doesn't need to be a big time event for NBC to cover them. I think that's the next step, but maybe I'm being greedy. Maybe I'm being greedy, but I'll say this. It would be nice. They, are, I think they're the only ones other than ESPN that has multiple HBCU games being put out there on a national scale. 
So I'm here for that. I love it. Let's let's continue to get it going. But here goes my thing. And y'all know I love me some student media. I'm still wishing that somebody reach out. I need to get in contact with somebody as the season goes on for this sports, uh, for the student media. But they get the chance to partner with NBC Sports. The NBCU Academy, it's basically a developmental program for those who are interested in pursuing a career in journalism, in media. Can you listen? I'm just thinking about what I would have been like if I had this opportunity at 20 years old. Now, me knowing who I am now at 24, I understand I wouldn't have been fully prepared, but I don't care. I don't care. This is great. You have the opportunity, and it's not even a regular game. This is kind of the most individualistic sports event, or excuse me, football event outside of like the combine. This is an individual, excuse me, an individual game being played under the guise of a team game. You're obviously still working together as a team, but you're representing yourself. You're trying to get your own draft stock, and it's really about you. See, it's about you doing what you need to do in the realm of the team when it's in season. Right now, it's all about you i'm still getting them pot lines off i ain't even try that one but overall this gives an interesting perspective for the student to be able to work on and you're working with nbc this is the type of situation that could put you on the map you do a good job this type of thing that puts you in the eyes of actual employers this is phenomenal i'm i'm through the moon listen there's a little bit that's jealous because like man i wish that I could have had some of this shine when I was in school. Some of these opportunities, these people knocking, these people trying to tap into the HBCU well when I was in school. But that little bit of, of jealousy is put aside by the fact that I'm super happy and I'm super excited for those who do get the opportunity to cover this. Working with NBC is going to look great for them. So I hope that you get it. I hope that your kids get it. If you were, if you got kids there, I hope your friends get it. If you're just not into sports media like that, you just like watching sports, man. But whoever gets it, let me know. I'll tweet it out for you. You know what I'm saying? Say shout out to this person because I think that's great. But going forward, we're going to be talking to Andre Gibbs and Ty Manuel of Raw Sports Marketing, two Texas Southern students who are venturing into this NIL deal in this NIL world that is still kind of unknown a little bit, only a year in. But we'll be talking to both of them about the future of NILs, what they're doing, raw sports marketing, and everything in between for our feature Friday. So I appreciate you making us your first listen of the day. For your second listen, make sure you're checking out all of our Locked On Conference shows, whether that's Locked On ACC, Locked On SEC, or Locked On Big 12. Just make sure you're tapping in because they are doing phenomenal work. All of those hosts are great. In the meantime, in between time, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family. Take care. Stay blessed. Peace.